Sarah Victory of The Victory Company is an exceptional speaker, author of several books, coach and consultant. She works with companies that want to double their business in one year or less. If you are a leader at any level looking to double your impact, you are in the right place. Let's hear from Sarah Victory. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results. And you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. I work with companies that want to double their business in less in okay. one year or, less, or one year or less. So it doesn't matter if I'm working with solopreneurs, speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, uh, people who have medium-sized businesses, uh, going in and speaking at incorporations to uh, you know ten thousand salespeople, like in South America with Stephen Covey. But who's bragging? Um, uh, you know, it's it's always the same thing. I get paid okay. to. I, I work with companies that want to double their business in less than a year, and that's that's my that's what I'm famous for doing. Semi famous for doing. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I, and I do that. I just have a variety of really interesting and unique ways of getting people able to do that. So yeah, like writing okay, books or doing podcasts or creating membership sites. Like I made, you know, I have two of my clients that made more than $4 million last year because I told them to do a membership site and I got them a team to do it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So I just, I just have really interesting ways of, of, of looking at a company and figuring out who can do what, and then helping them double that entire business. Okay. Just as, which is, which is what got me here. Cause we, I took this company from 75 million to 156 million. And then she said, I want to, you know, I want to double again. And now I'm helping her go from 156 to, 300 million dear lord and uh and it's going really well i was very nervous about this one and it's going really well so oh um can can you can you tell us about how that's happening how that's happening um a lot of what i did to get them from 75 million to 156 million i don't know if i've already told you this story but the way that i did that was um it was it's kind of funny she's she's <laughs> I was speaking at this conference and there's about a thousand entrepreneurs and they're all well under a million. Many of them, you're lucky to be at a hundred thousand. And this woman walks up to me and she says, Oh, I'd love to have coffee with you. Are you, are you free after this? And she's get, I signed her book and she was just lovely statuesque, beautiful woman. Um, British accent, just gorgeous. And she said, uh, and she said, I, I really want to talk to you. I said, Oh, great, great. Whatever you want to talk about. I said, she just had great energy. I just want to know this person. I want to be her friend. So we sit down and, and have a cup of, I have tea and she has tea. And we talk about how we're the only people there that drink tea. And she <laughs> says, uh, she says, I really want to double my business. And I think you're the one to help me. And I said, great. Now, how, how, how big is, is your business? And I'm thinking 100,000, 500,000, maybe a million too. And mm-hmm. she says, 75 million. And I go, <coughs> okay. 
I just wasn't, I just wasn't expecting that number to come out of her face. And uh, and I said, okay, I'll be a good consultant over here. And I said, well, I bet you know where you're leaving money on the table, don't you? And she said, I think you're probably right. I do. And I said, well, what would you have to do to be able to double if I didn't exist and you had to do it yourself? Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, well, we'd have to get into Coke, Pepsi and Quaker. And I said, well, why don't you just do that? You just saved yourself a consulting fee. Ta-da! <laughs> she, said, and she said, she said, no, 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 you don't understand. You know, it's, I'm waiting for her to Velcro her wrist or her forehead. No, mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. difficult. I said, it's so really? complicated. It's so, so hard. Yeah. So hard. You don't understand. Everybody, every industry, every, every person in every industry, our industry is different. It's much more difficult than others. I know. I know. So difficult. She, I make jokes about it to her now and she, she has a good, good self-deprecating sense of humor. And she said, well, she, well <laughs> for human beings, we've heard it in ourselves at some point. Well, we hear it. Right? Exactly. My, my laugh is. <laughs> My laugh is a laugh of familiarity, right? Like, I do, well, I do the same thing. I mean, I, I just, we, we all do. We realize we hear ourselves saying those, those, those things, and then we think, that doesn't even make any sense. So um, I said, all right, so so what? tell me about that. She goes, no, 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 it, it's impossible. We've been trying for 15 years. It'll never happen. La, 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 la. They don't want us little small companies. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, are we done yet? Anything else you want to share? I'm just wonder no 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 that's it and i said well, what do you what have you done so far and it, it mainly entailed things like tell them how great we are uh have a campaign to tell them how great we are <laughs> and i said how's that working for you mm-hmm. and she said not well and i said okay so what if we reverse all that figure out what they actually want find a way to get you connected in there and and see what you know if we could open the door and then the salespeople could get in what what could happen she went huh so I work with all the salespeople. I work with her, work with all their VPs, even worked with all the technical people. And then in about eight months, we got into Coke. <gasps> and yeah, I say, I say we, it's her company, but still we. And yeah. then at about uh, Go Team. And then about a year, right around a year and a half, we get into um, Quaker. Uh, no, with Coke and Pepsi. And then it was about two and a quarter years we get into Quaker. And I had said to her when we had this conversation, hey, I always say double your business in one year or less. But what you want to do is, is more difficult. I don't know if we can do it in a year. We'll be lucky to do it in five. And she said, if we do it in five, I'll be thrilled. But we did it in two, about two and a quarter. And she was over the moon, nice. ecstatic. So was I. Party. Absolutely fabulous. And we so we got into all all three. So I think... My work here is done. <laughs> I will just go on to the next adventure. Bye. Yeah, I get- yeah. I set an expectation for five. We did it in under two and a half. Two and a half. I was. Yeah, I, I'm feeling very cool about myself. Yeah. Bye bye. And then uh, and then I get a call and she says, "Okay, we have to go to lunch. We have to go to lunch. Wait, why are we going? What's wrong? What's, where are we going to lunch?" And then we ha- um, so we sit down at, at lunch and uh, over our lobster salad, uh, she said. I want to do it again. She goes, okay, I want to double. And I said, great. Okay, well, what do you think it's going to take to do that? She said, I don't know. That's why we're having this conversation. And so we had this great conversation about what would be possible. And a lot of it came down to making her uh, 
really a celebrity in the industry because mm-hmm. they are a small company and it's unusual to have a woman in a manufacturing space. So how do we make her really famous in that pond, in that space? Mm-hmm. And so we found some great ways for her to be doing summits and um, be all on other people's podcasts and podcasts and, and uh, you know, things that related to the industry. And now she's speaking at all the industry events and then having, and then now she's got a podcast specifically for the industry. And she's writing a book, which gives her license to interview people that are, you know, slightly larger companies that she would like to be working with and would like to let her salespeople wander in and uh-huh. chat with. And so all of that together, it means that you know we're we're really progressing progressing towards the the 300 million mark and um, and then she said I, I need to you know I need to buy factories I need to look at I need to do I need you to come and help train my people work with me and the next thing I knew I was doing things that I had no idea I would ever be asked to do and found out that that um, it, it you know just makes a, a big big difference uh, having having a team in place and and then we really worked hard to get her her dream team. Yeah. Uh, at the top, at the top level, she had some great people. She needed some more, obviously, to grow, and we've gotten her some just exceptional, exceptional people. So, yes, and we're well on our way to three hundred million. And I get to be here in England, and then I was in Mexico, and here in England, I'm going to be in Ireland, yes. Canada, and uh, other parts of Europe. So, yeah, we're just it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's an amazing story, Sarah, and highlights what you <laughs> do so well. I mean, you just have a wisdom about what is going to play in the marketplace yeah. right? and, and lifting people up and, and into their power. And of course you use the word we, because you get invested, right. And, and, and you care and you are on the journey with your client. Obsessed. Obsessed is more like <laughs> somebody, is, asked me why, somebody, said, somebody asked me why I only take 12 clients a year. I said, it's because I'm up at three o'clock in the morning thinking up ideas for every single one of them and any more than that. And I never, ever sleep. My husband, my favorite thing that's been said about me is what my husband always says, which is um, do not tell Sarah what you want because she will not sleep and neither will you until you get it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it's this possible. Fashion. Whatever, yeah. Once I can see it in my head, I have to find it. It's a puzzle. I have to find a way to make it happen. And I obsessively go after making that happen for people that I fall in love with as I, as I work with them. And it's, oh, it's, it's, it's like the greatest privilege in the world to work with people that I adore and that do yeah. extraordinary things like you. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's amazing when you can people carving, the world. carve out the work that, that you love the most. I want to come back to this idea of celebrity that you brought up. Um, You know that one of the courage of a leader pillars is the courage to be authentically you. Really and important. I think one of the uh, pieces of your work that is so critical and foundational and uh, enables your clients to double their business and do what they want to do is having them in less than a year, preferably. It, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> let me not forget that part in less than a year. Yeah, preferably. Yeah. You, you help them authentically step into their style, their strengths, their gifts, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. also having your eye on how does this person be a celebrity, right? Like what's going to play in the marketplace? What's going to attract clients in? How do you help your clients do that uh, work and um, balance that? 
Well, I think there's two things that make the magic happen for people. One is what you talk about in your Courage of a Leader book, which you know I adore, and that is that is that finding that authenticity, which is often used, but I think many people don't really understand what that means. I mean, it's finding the parts of yourself that are the most extraordinary. Where is your zone of genius that you may not even realize is incredibly powerful? Mm -hmm. So what I look for is what is it in this person that is exceptional, extraordinary? What is it in this company that I'm, I'm connected to that is extraordinary and exceptional and interesting? And rather than saying, oh, these things don't work and those things don't work, I try to figure out what really is working, exploit the heck out of that and then shore up those other things later because sometimes they just fall away as they become more and more exceptional in, in that in that one lane that they have. So I, I feel like this talent scout looking for mm. who this individual that needs to be a celebrity in order for their company to really, really take off at a whole new level. What is it about them that could be exploited so that the entire company behind them could walk through doors that they open. Mm -hmm. And then once you know what's really exceptional about that person that other people would be attracted to, then you have to say, who is it that really wants wants that desperately? And I don't mean would be like, it'd be nice or that'd be okay. I mean, it, it, they get up every day saying, I need whatever this company does. And how do I reframe what this company does so that the people in their market get up every day and say, I need this and start to hear there's somebody or some company or some product uh, that and I mainly work with people that sell services typically uh, that, you know, so there's some, there are some, some group of people who can make that dream a reality. What is it that they stand for? What yeah, is it they yeah. can deliver that is exceptional? And how can we put a frame around that that makes it, it extremely obvious to the people in that, in that arena mm -hmm. that that thing they wake up every day desperate for is in that frame over here. And so once this is what they're passionate about, this is what these people desperately want. You put those things together and then right in the middle, that's the magic. Mm -hmm. That's when their business starts to expand so extraordinarily fast that we have to make sure we put systems and processes and things that, that you know, and leadership skills and things that you're really good at <laughs> in behind it uh, so that they so they can they can grow and not crash because build so that. Yeah, so that they're you ready. Build, you can build, as Linda McCabe always says, there's two problems in business, not enough business and too much business. So <laughs> I, I now realize I have to be careful once I solve the one problem of let's double your business and less than, you know, in one year or less, let's also make sure that as you're doing that, the infrastructure continues on. So I have partners that come in and make sure that the whole system is working for more profitability and sustainability and sanity and joy so that it's a great place to work and it's a culture beyond measure. Nice. Yeah, so that's nice. what I do. I um, love the phrase zone of genius and would love to underscore that Every leader out there listening, you have a zone of genius. Sometimes yeah. it's not obvious to I've us. I've never met one who doesn't. Yeah. Right, because mm -hmm. it comes naturally. It's innate. We just feel like everybody thinks and operates in that way. And we don't realize okay. that it is a distinctive gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've been trained, especially in school, to think that things that, that, um, 
that should they think should matter don't actually matter. You know, we were trained to think that, um, you know, being good at, at, at managing your time or being good at remembering details or things that that we now have, you know, a, a, a phone can can Google whatever it is you yeah. need now. A lot of those yeah. things that we were all trained coming up in school. And I know things, I hope things are changing, but um, that those things are super important. And what you discover is that accomplishment is so important mm-hmm. and character is so important mm-hmm. and leadership is so important and uh, charisma sometimes is important or just caring can be really important. And so it's it's funny that we get it in our heads that the things that we just do naturally and easily and effortlessly that could make us a star, a celebrity, a a thought leader, the things that we have inside of us that everybody has everybody has access to, but they just don't see because fish don't see water. Like what's mm-hmm. all this wet stuff around? So we yeah. just don't see it. And we need somebody from the outside. You may see it in your team members. You may see it in other people, but you can't see it for yourself. You need somebody like you or like me to be able to come in and see what those extraordinary gifts are, what that zone of genius is for you and for mm-hmm. every member of your team mm-hmm. so that you can exploit those things to the max for a group of people that you truly, truly would like to serve. Yeah. And that's, that's where it starts to really get exciting. Yeah. And I, I think it's so powerful how you help your clients uh, define and clarify who desperately needs right. the zone of genius that you have and how mm-hmm. can you speak their language? Yes. Right, because we speak our language. Yes, <laughs> right. But we all, yes, and we all love to talk about you know the the process of how we do something or make something or how make something happen and how fascinating it is. And and we are the only ones who think that uh, the rest of the world is all driven by what is the biggest benefit in it for me. And again, do I wake up every morning saying, "Geez, I would walk across glass in the snow in the middle of a Chicago winter to be able to get." X. And if you can provide, if you can provide X, you're doing great. And what some people say is, well, you know, I'm not giving out million dollar dollar bills, but you may be giving out something that is equally important to a market or to multiple markets that you're not really thinking about without putting, if you put more effort into it, you can find where you're, that's where that sweet spot, where's where that magic moment mm-hmm. is of your zone of genius, your company's zone of genius, and a market that really desperately wants it and needs it. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can't just say, you know, survey a few of your clients and say, hey, what do you want? Because they're not going to necessarily tell you the first time out. You have to put so much effort into continuing to have a human connection to the people that you serve and finding out what they need right now. Yes. I mean, if COVID had taught us nothing, it has taught us that uh, people need different things at different times, you know, I mean, who would have Please. thought that, you yeah. know, toilet paper and hand sanitizer would be the most sexy, exciting <laughs> items you could possibly have in your store. Yes. Uh, so, yes, you know, glass everywhere. Yeah. How do you make sure that you are you are incredibly relevant to what people want and need right now? Because you know, we 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 really buy what we want. We don't really yeah. buy what we need. If we bought what we need, we would all be, you know, my fridge would be stocked with nothing but broccoli. Right. We buy what we want. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So yes. what do people want the most? Not what do they need? Do you have to push a rock uphill to convince them mm -hmm. they really should want this? What do they actually want? And then yeah. how do you get that information? You know, I had a, I have a, one of my favorite, one of my favorite clients is um, a former CEO and a former COO of, of two fortune 500 companies. And he said that at one of them, he was, he started in, in, in pretty high level marketing with them. And they were trying to figure out why people in New York city buy uh, um, Land Rovers, I believe it was, you know, those oh. big behemoth fancy, fancy cars, yeah. very expensive fancy cars. And he said, so they surveyed all of the people Right. So that you send in a survey and you think this will work. I'm going to, I'll find out what they want. I'll just survey them. It's quicker. It's more efficient. It's easier. Right. Sure yeah. thing. So they send out this survey and they say, why did you buy the Land Rover? Yeah. And what he, they came back with was for middle of New York city, mind you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, all those expansive roads in Manhattan. Right, big fancy, yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Big fancy buildings. Yeah. No expansive roads whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Off-roading. Off-roading. They were going so to do that, yeah. Right, yeah, right. In the middle of Manhattan, because as mm -hmm. one does, go off-roading. I don't know, why would you go to Central Park to go off -road? There's no place you could possibly go off-roading. Yeah. And he, he, wait, 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 wait. Um, they are consciously or unconsciously lying to you. No, they wouldn't do that. Yes. Well, why did they really buy this thing? Not because they wanted to go off-roading. They gave the answer that they saw, thought sounded cool. Mm -hmm. The truth was they wanted to look cool. They wanted something fancy and impressive. So what he discovered from that was that, uh, and it's it's in his forthcoming book, which is called uh, The True Titans coming out next year that I'm helping him work on and write. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. But he, you know, he discovered something really important, which is he says, customers lie. We all lie consciously or unconsciously. Maybe yeah. we're not, it doesn't, isn't even always necessarily. Conscious. Not malicious. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And, and, you know, to save face or to preserve our dignity or to feel cool. And, and who doesn't want all those things? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. However, what that means is they had to, they had to actually talk to people and survey what mm. was, you know, what was the impetus? What made you want to buy it? What would, why would you make such an investment they had to actually talk to real human beings not just send out a survey and, and you know have them click on you know three or four four options they yeah. really had to dig deeper to find out what people want what they really truly want the yeah. most and would pay for yeah the kiss of death is always when I get people who say, everybody tells me that what, you know, the book I'm writing is really important, or the speech I'm going to do is really, or the TED talk I want to do is really important. And I say, that's lovely. Has any single one of them said, and I would love to hire you as a consultant to help me do that important thing? And they say, no. <laughs> no, you know, it's somebody else. Mm -hmm. If it's important and some and somebody else should pay you, you are in trouble. I mean, the truth, the absolute truth is that we should, I mean, we value things, especially in the United States and here in England as, as well, as you know, I'm on this project. Uh, we value things in ways that are sometimes crazy. I mean, we should value teachers at the way that mm. we value top um, football yeah. stars here, or, or as they call football here, or, or American football. Yeah, yeah. In the in the U.S. Uh, or or movie stars, we should pay teachers that way. Do we? No. No. Yeah. You know, so no. you can't make people value things they don't actually value. You just can't. I wish we could. Yeah. But, you know, it's just not. That's not how it works.
So my job is to figure out what people actually want. And I have a weird sense for such things. And then also figure out what does this company or this leader or this potential thought leader or this actual thought leader, what do they have that would be extraordinarily valuable to a particular market? So Sarah, as I'm listening to you talk about the importance of the human connection and finding out what do our customers, potential customers actually want, the phrase slow down to speed up is popping into my head, right? Because I mean, you're talking about doubling your business in a year. So that sounds like get into action, you know, make make transactions, sell stuff tomorrow. But I'm, I'm hearing... There's some slowdown to this. There's have that human connection, spend the time with the people you most want to serve, find Mm -hmm. out what really makes them tick, what really is going on. um, So you can deliver and provide what they really want. So a bit of a slowdown, find out what this winning formula really is, then go and make it happen. And then things look off. It's absolutely accurate. Absolutely dead accurate. It's It's almost like when you take a spring, a coil, and you squish it down and squish it down and squish it down. And that seems like counterintuitive. Why am I pushing something down to make it go higher? But when you do that, all Mm. of a sudden you have this compacted powerhouse of a thing that can go so high so fast. And most people never slow down long enough, as you just pointed out, to be able to make that happen. And then they just feel like a hamster on a wheel, mm-hmm. to mix metaphors a little bit. Yeah. I, and it's it, you also have to believe it's feasible. I have a company that I'm working right with right now. They're, uh, I want to say about uh, 8 million uh, right now, almost 10. And, uh, they want, and they want to double in the next year. Thus, I have a job, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I was working with the guy yesterday and and he said well you know i'm he's writing he's writing this fantastic book really interesting interesting high-tech cutting-edge stuff really really fascinating and he said well i want to make sure that i tell people in this book that you know they're doing this wrong and they're doing that wrong and they really should and they and i said who who do you work what clients are you I, i said we have a fundamental issue here you 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 don't believe that the people who are going to read this book are going to listen to what you say and do what you say. What's wrong with the clients that you have that you're starting to have that belief in your head? And I could see it was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. And I think we all do that. You know, we get one or two dud, you know, they have these huge clients. We get one or two dud clients and then we do a decent job for them. They give us a few more with the same awful personality who give us a few more with the same awful personality. And suddenly you have a whole clan of people that you're not, you're not, you and your team are maybe not excited to run out and get more of because you haven't stopped, as you pointed out, slowed down to speed up, which is a great way of putting it you haven't done that pushing the coil down enough to find out who are you really going after who do you really want 300 million people you know ish just in the u.s alone you can't tell me you can't find you know 50 or 100 Mm -hmm. or 500 
that aren't going to be so excited to work with you and your company that yeah. you don't have to spend all your time convincing them and watching them do not do what you tell them to do. And, you know, it's yeah. Like, don't, yeah, don't work with jerks, but you want to make sure that you are cloning your favorite clients, yes. not your least favorite clients. Yes. And they're out there. But what happens is you just, ride the horse the way it's going rather than yeah. guiding in any particular direction that might be getting you what you really want, which is a vibrant, exciting client that gives you a, you know, that gets your team thrilled to be working with them. And yes. if you're talking to enough people, then you can pick and choose the cream, the creme de la creme, you know, the Love cream it. of the crop. Yes. And you're not having to settle for a client that's, that's basically, let's face it, a dud. I am so glad that you brought up belief, right? That we need to believe it's possible, right? And that, and that you can help a client see that, you know, this individual you're talking about, you know, all the evidence is showing that the clients I get to work with operate in, in these ways, uh, but mm -hmm. stepping in the negative. Yeah. yeah. Stepping into that belief Perhaps. that my ideal client is out there. I think that, leadership, powerful leadership has so much more to do with our belief work than it does with our behavior work. Peter, Peter Drucker has that uh, famous saying that culture eats strategy for breakfast. I want to make famous. And um, so feel free to quote me, everyone. Belief eats behavior for breakfast. breakfast. And you so help so your clients believe. Yeah, and, and believe what's possible, believe the, the, the new way. Um, everyone, we have been talking with Sarah Victory today. Uh, she is an amazing person. That's what you need to know about her first and foremost. Uh, Sarah Victory is also the author of numerous best-selling books and audio programs, including Double Your Business in One Year. Oh, sorry, Double Your Business in One Year or Less. Oh, yeah. Do Something <laughs> Brave Every Day and How to Be Powerful. Sarah has addressed over 2,000 distinguished audiences in Europe, in the U.S., and in South America. Her clients include Avon, Ford, Redken, Farmers, Arbonne, and IBM, just to name a few. And you have seen her influential clients make dozens of appearances on Oprah, The Today Show, The Tonight Show, and CNN. So glad that you are with us today, Sarah. No, oh, I'm honored to be with you, Amy. You're one of my favorite human beings on the entire planet, and you're doing such great work in changing the world in really profound ways. And I, I don't say that lightly. So it's an honor to be with you. Ah, ditto. I feel the yeah. same. So we've been talking about um, how to, how to, how leaders, how businesses double their business, their impact in one year or less. We've been talking about the importance of connecting, slowing down and connecting with clients and the people that you want to serve. We've also been talking about um, once the business starts growing, you need to have that infrastructure in place. So there's so much that a leader, a business going for it uh, could be focusing on. Mm -hmm. How do you help them prioritize decide what's next, um, keep, keep their focus in the most effective places. 
I think that is one of the toughest things for most leaders is to say, there are a million things I could do. There are a million things that my team could be doing. What is it that we really focus in on? And that is very, very challenging. And the, I, I find the easiest way to do that is to say, where do you want to go? And then let's backtrack to that. It's really, really simple. So if, you know, again, if it's, let's say if we could do magic and sprinkle fairy dust over your head, where would this company be? Where would you be? What impact would you have? What would be the absolute ideal client from a, from a demographic standpoint and from a psychographic standpoint? The, the, you know, what is the emotional state or what, you know, what kind of people do you want to do business with? Uh, you know, and, and it's not, it's, yeah, it's got to be something where you think, oh my gosh, we have the greatest clients in the world. I can't wait to serve them. I, you know, I want to go on vacation with every single one of them. So once you have all of that established and you say, okay, five years from now, we want maybe a hundred more of these. Let's say a consulting firm might want to have a hundred, um, or a thousand or 10,000 doesn't really matter, but you know, you pick a number and this is what they're going to be like. You know, for me, uh, a lot of our, our values at the company are kindness and appreciation, which sound very, you know, warm and fuzzy and, and, and yet, I really find that the more, the kinder you are to other people, the more you appreciate other people, the more they are dying to give you referrals and more business. And it's, it's not all, you know, they're not so likely to pick the, the cheapest when they can have people that they really enjoy spending time with. Um, kind of reminds me of, I, I, we had to pick a, a driver to, who's going to drive us across the UK because Steve and I both are trying to avoid driving on the wrong side of the road. And, uh, two, you're right. Two different guys uh, um, applied to be to drive us uh, all, all mm-hmm. this way, five hours across the country. And um, and one of them has, was very transactional. You know, it was like, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And he obviously didn't have a lot of time. Boom, 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 boom. And the other guy took time to find out about me, happens to like dogs. We have a little white fluffy dog who travels with us. And, you know, we, we, uh, the one guy was like, yeah, dog, whatever. And he wanted, what kind is she? Where did you rescue her from? How long have you had her? I mean, it took the guy five whole extra minutes, but he seemed like the kind of person that I thought I would love to spend time with this guy. And he was so appreciative of the fact that we had took an interest in wanting to choose his company. What else could he do to help us? And was there anything else we were looking for while we were in the area? And could he take us various places? Well, now he's, he's driving us, you know, from here to there and down to London and up and over and across. And it sounds like he's read, it sounds like he's read one or more of your books. (laughs) (laughs) This guy could write one or more of my books and probably do a better job. He's fantastic. So what it occurred to me was I wanted to spend more time with this guy because he seemed to actually, he was kind. He seemed to care about me. And so ultimately he's much more expensive, Uh, much more, much more expensive. And I am more than happy to pay a premium to get the really great guy. But Mm -hmm. most people do not take the time to figure out what is their North star for their company. What is, what do they stand for? What is their North star for themselves? And then what will they, what do, what are they aiming for in terms of the perfect clients, not just any clients so that if you, because you, you then bypass the, no one is out there who could possibly buy from me. It's just not worth trying. And, uh, and you're not trying to squeeze the same five annoying people into buying from you and convince and convince and convince. 
You know, when, yeah. when it's a great love match, what happens is they can't wait to help you, you know, get more business and they want yeah. to work with you and you can't wait to work with them and do everything in your power to be able to help them get to whatever their best destiny yeah. is or whatever it is that they want. So exactly. Yeah. Once you, once you know what that is, then you don't have to appear to care. You actually, you actually care, care. <laughs> because it's coming from your right. zone of genius and passion. Right. And you've, right. you've, you've, you've found your love match. Absolutely. I, yeah, one of my clients said to me the other day, we were talking about this and he said, you know, what I really am passionate about is, um, I, I love to reduce friction. I, I want to see zero friction in a company, big consultant, big, fabulous firm. He said, I want all of our, he said, I'm obsessed with it. And everybody on his team is the same way. And they want to take a, a company and they want, they want to have, um, tech, you know, technology ways to have zero friction, people ways to have zero. It's all about, he said, I, that's what I'm passionate. I said, well, why don't, why don't you get you, why don't we have you guys doing way more of that? That sounds yeah. really powerful. I think that, that's intriguing. Right. That's the dream. And I said, well, what happens when you do that? Because that's a process, which is, which is mm-hmm. nice. And he said, he said, well, I, I, I take companies, you know, from a $200 million company to a billion dollar company when I do that. And I went, and why aren't we selling that? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really valuable, <laughs> and that's going in the subtitle of his of his book. So, oh, yeah, so of it's, course, it's, it's yeah, uh, of course it is. Yeah, but he never stopped to think, what is it that I'm doing that again would have great value that he's passionate about that they're passionate about that would have great value to somebody who is sitting around saying, wow, I'd really like to take this two hundred million dollar company to a billion dollar company. Wonder what tech solutions there are to do that. I wonder what people solutions. Yeah. I wonder how we can get. How how can we have a zero friction company that also goes to to a billion? Oh, who doesn't? That sounds fantastic, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sarah, I enjoyed spending the time with you today. Um, thank you for your for your time. Um, I love that uh, you help your clients get clear on how they can impact the world uh, and then create those those love matches. You brought so many important concepts um, to us today, the zone of genius. I love that phrase. We we all have one. Um, Find your love match. I love that phrase. We can talk about love in business, right? You find that, that ideal match between your zone of genius and those who desperately want what you need. Um, slow down to have that human connection with those people that you want to work with and believe it's possible. Absolutely. Great Brilliant. insights. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love what you've added to, to what I said. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. I really Thank you. I think we, I, 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 we, I really believe what we say at our company, which is you need to double your business. You need to double your impact and you need to at least aim for changing the world. Yeah. Double your business, double your impact, change the world. And we all can. That's because we've got, and we all can. Everyone has a capacity. Yeah. And go in. Yeah. Use your zone of genius to get there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Amy. Always a delight to see you. An honor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. 
That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.